Hi everyone, this is your town manager, Alex Torpy here with your June 2023 updates. So we've got a lot to cover in this episode. We're gonna cover our select board meetings from June 5th and June 26th. Um, and in those meetings, we discussed uh, setting our rate and fees. We held a few public hearings um, on easements and accepting property, which is a little more complicated than that, and I'll come back to it in a bit. Um, we almost finished reorganizing the select board. We have one appointment left. Uh, talked about our bike walk plan and held a public hearing for creating a Vision Zero plan for Hanover. We got an overview presentation from Twin Pines on workforce housing. We set meeting dates for the summer and discussed summer hours of our staff. We made a handful of appointments, accepted some gifts, approved several new job classifications, and um, we also approved uh, funds for the Campion Rink to Hanover Improvement Society and did a few other business items. In my June administrative report, um, we cover some updates on staffing and human resources in our ongoing retention and recruitment study, uh, updates from downtown Hanover, a finance and budget update, and a couple other smaller updates. So we do have a lot to cover. Um, we had a bit of a record-breaking select board meeting that ended after midnight, um, our last meeting. So there is a lot uh, to run through. Um, and so what I'm gonna do is actually combine the updates from both of the select board meetings into one because uh, many of the uh, agenda items were sort of linked between the two, like setting a public hearing and having a public hearing. It was a little redundant to go through each one separately. Um, and again, you can find um, the agendas and also the video of the meetings, of course, on our website at HanoverNH.org and those are linked in the show notes as well. Okay, so I'm gonna run through a whole bunch of stuff here. So we discussed setting our rates and fees. So our rates and fees are part of our non-tax revenue that the town receives. Um, and this is something that should ideally be reviewed annually. Um, typically that happens right before the close of the fiscal year, though this year we did need a few extra weeks. So we'll be um, passing that hopefully on July 24th where there's a public hearing set for that. Uh, a handful of the rates have not been updated in many, many years. So some are definitely gonna see some small increases um, to help keep up with the inflation that we're seeing and the costs that have risen of providing the services that whatever the fees are for. And those rates and fees are tied to um, the cost of providing services. So as are, for example, let's say labor costs or equipment costs go up, the rates need to go up to match that um, as well. So. Next, we held, we set uh, and uh, held a public hearing, but we set several public hearings to approve kind of various property transactions, mostly easements. So in the past, the town actually didn't have the ability to do easements in the select board meetings. We did uh, approve a Warren article at town meeting this past year that pursuant to New Hampshire RSA 4114A does now give the select board the authority within a pretty uh, laborious process that I'll talk more about in a minute to execute various types of property transactions, such as buying and selling property, which is really important if we are to meet some of our workforce housing goals, but also things that are a little more, uh, I don't know, technical like easements. Um, and that's through a process that requires review. All of that is through a process that requires the review of the Planning Board and Conservation Commission and several public hearings um, and some additional public notification. So I'll spare you all the not incredibly exciting detail of how that all works out. And I did produce a memo that you can find in the Friday mailing um, about it. But the short story is that basically to conform to the process that's laid out in state law, we need to have three select board meetings in a row after the review has taken place from the Planning Board and Conservation Commission. 
So the first of uh, the first two of those three meetings in a row are public hearings, and the third is where a vote can take place. So basically, we have to defer these easements to a time when we um, uh, when they will have been reviewed, and then where there are three select board meetings each two weeks apart for a total of six weeks. Um, so that probably won't be until the fall, but there is nothing that is a huge rush there. Another issue that we're just tightening up the process a bit is how streets are renamed or houses are renumbered. This is something that also does have to go before the select board. So we're just creating a basic policy internally to identify the workflow for how that works. Um, and we did have one which sort of triggered that review. And that was a request to rename a street uh, by the sole resident who lives on it. So that's a pretty easy one. Um, we also accepted the Baum Conservation Area property, which was a gift to the Conservation Commission that both the Conservation Commission and Select Board have to approve to accept it. Um, and this is the Baum's property up by Moose Mountain, um, along with a gift of $50,000 that will pay uh, for the ongoing maintenance of the property, which although I have not hiked on, um, uh, I have heard it's beautiful and want to get up there and check it out. So obviously thank the Bounds for this extremely generous gift um, of conserved land that I know many folks in Hanover take advantage of and already enjoy. We also made uh, all of the reorganization appointments, which is the annual process of assigning different liaisons and responsibilities to the different select board members for everything except the new capital plan improvement uh, or capital improvement plan committee, which we'll likely do on the July 24th meeting. So I'll run through all of those appointments uh, quickly here. Um, so uh, the chair is Athos Rossius, the vice chair is Joanna Whitcomb, and the secretary is Carrie Callahan. And for all of the uh, committee liaisons, board um, uh, liaisons and things like that, um, we have Joanna Whitcomb uh, for the Advisory Board of Assessors, uh, Athos for the Conservation Commission, Jenny for the Bike Walk Committee, uh, Carrie for the Finance Committee, Jenny for the Improvement Society, Nancy Carter for the Howe Library Board of Trustees, Nancy for the planning board, um, and Athos and Carrie for the Trescott Company board. We also did make appointments to the Upper Valley Lake Sunapee Regional Planning Commission, which was adding Hanover resident uh, Dave Anderson to the uh, two folks that are already doing that, Jenny um, and Chris. Um, we also, uh, let's see, in the next meeting, which I'll come back to, although we appointed Rob Hausman, um, to the, our planning director to the Advanced Transit Board, or reappointed. And we also now, uh, one of the suggestions this year was to create a liaison appointment to Sustainable Hanover, um, which will be Nancy Carter, um, and Joanna as the uh, liaison to the trustees of Trust Fund. Um, and so Sustainable Hanover and Capital Improvement Plan were both new ones for this year. Obviously Sustainable Hanover existed, but the liaison is new and we'll do the CIP in the next meeting. We also approved a contract to buy uh, the fire engine that we approved at town meeting this year, a little less than we thought. So we're gonna be saving the neighborhood of somewhere around $200,000, um, even more because we're purchasing it a couple years ahead of time from when we need it, which will also allow um, for the extended delivery times that we're seeing for this type of equipment right now. We also made some appointments, including Lynn Sheldon to Sustainable Hanover and Matthew Cunningham to the Conservation Commission. So uh, thank you and congratulations to both Lynn and Matthew. We also accepted a number of gifts. Um, this includes from Anonymous to the Aetna Library, from the Barrett Family Fund to the Police and Fire Departments, 
from the Pidafars to the police and fire departments, from White River Toyota and Dartmouth College to Parks and Rec, and from the Balcoms to the Etna Library. So thank you to everybody there for your very generous gifts. The select board also approved $200,000 over two years to the Hanover Improvement Society for the Campion Rink. Now, there has definitely been some confusion in the past about how exactly trust funds like the Brissett funds are managed or dispersed or what projects they're eligible to be used for. And that's hopefully something that we're gonna work out in a little more detailed of a policy, both through the trustees of trust funds, which is a separately elected group, of course, and the select board. Now the select board has voted in the past to support this project. This $200,000 is not um, in addition to prior money, um, but it is it was a revised proposal made by Hanover Improvement Society um, to ensure that it's most in line with the present funds stipulations as possible. So again, it's a bit of, there's been some gray area in the process and that's something that we can hopefully um, tighten up a bit with some more clear uh, written policies that just make the process a little more transparent and understandable for everyone. And this is something that we need to be doing organization wide because we know that we are, we've already started to see major transitions and retirements uh, from different elected, appointed, and staff positions. So we really need to get some of that knowledge written down before folks leave. Okay, next. We also had a public hearing to adopt a Vision Zero plan um, for the town um, and uh, talk about the bike walk plan. So Vision Zero, if you aren't familiar, um, is sort of um, an extension almost of complete streets policy. Um, and it is a commitment to eliminate um, fatalities and severe injuries from roadways. And so it encourages all sorts of different um, kind of more forward thinking uh, policies related to how we design and engineer public spaces, how we encourage different forms of transportation on those spaces and things of that nature. Um, and so this is something I know the Bike Walk Committee had spent a bunch of time on. Both of those were presented and those plans were accepted or adopted. Um, and so that Vision Zero plan is also a precursor requirement to a large um, shared streets grant that we'll be applying for next year. Uh, it is also just a good thing to have in place. And both of those plans get sort of integrated into the uh, master plan and provide the sort of policy backbone for how we decide how we repave streets, build sidewalks. Uh, bike lanes, all that kind of stuff in the future. And so all of those sort of sit on top of, there's sort of a framework for going about all of that. You can find uh, both those presentations are very um, informative documents, which you can also find linked below um, if you'd like to look at them in more detail. We also heard from Twin Pines, um, who did a presentation about what they do and workforce housing in Hanover in the Upper Valley. And if you don't know Twin Pines, they are one of the main affordable housing developers and property managers in the Upper Valley. And they've done several uh, great projects in Hanover, such as doing Summer Park and completing Guile Hill. So town meeting this year authorized the select board to transfer uh, the five acres, the approximately five acres adjacent to the Minkbrook Community Forest to Twin Pines. Uh, pursuant to some terms that the select board will set, such as public engagement um, and design process and some goals like that. You can find uh, Twin Pines presentation linked in the notes or the video of the meeting. And although the project has been discussed for several years now and, re and received, I believe, two approvals from town meeting to move forward, it's still pretty early in the process. And so no decisions have been made and the select board hasn't even yet identified 
um, the terms that they would uh, that they will negotiate with Twin Pines. So that was all going to happen in the subsequent couple months. And so definitely keep an eye out on select board meetings, or you can sign up on our website for email notifications if you want to make sure to stay up to date as things sort of move through the process. We'll also be creating some more informational materials like a history and an FAQ, which should probably be done in the next week or two. Those will be up on the website and uh, emailed out to folks. And that just ensures that we're all working off the same kind of information to discuss the pros and cons of whatever ideas uh, will be dis will be discussed um, as this sort of moves forward to hopefully meet our goal of doing a better job um, of providing some affordable housing um, while also balancing that with a commitment to land conservation and stewardship. So that is a balance that I believe is definitely possible with thoughtful and nuanced conversation and policy. We also recognize two employees. Um, this is Josh Miriam at the fire department for completing the National Fire Academy's Managing Officers Program and Norm Bernache, our tax assessor for being given the Lifetime Achievement Award by the Northeastern Regional Association of Assessing Officers. So congratulations both to Josh and to Norm. On a similar note, we also created some classifications for several new positions um, and reorganizing several existing positions. This includes uh, the classification and now hiring for our new rental housing inspector slash health officer, which was approved at town meeting this year. We're also, we created a part-time administrative coordinator position in public works that is helping uh, transition um, part of a succession plan to offload some highly technical responsibilities related to GIS that an employee who will be uh, reducing hours and at some point retiring from public works. And so we're sort of setting up the succession plan uh, there. We also created a new FTE that was also approved in the budget of town meeting this year. Um, and this is for a position that we've titled Senior Assistant Clerk slash Deputy Director of Administrative Services. And this person is gonna be doing a whole bunch of different functions, including uh, managing right to know requests and records retention policies across the organization, helping digitize and move us in that direction, backing up our front lobby staff on uh, municipal agent, election, vital records type functions, um, assisting on elections during election time, um, and a whole bunch of other kind of potential areas. So that uh, will be posted probably in the next week as well. We also recreated our admin services, our administrative services department from our finance department. So this is something that's gone through a couple iterations over the last three or four years as the prior administrative services director, who was also the town clerk, uh, Betsy McLean, as she left and a finance director was hired. Basically, there's been a few iterations of reshuffling what responsibilities go where. And we, um, based on feedback and discussing some of these different things with staff and identifying some of the needs in a few different departments, we've recreated this admin services department that will hopefully bring, uh, well, that will start to bring a few internal kind of admin facing departments under one roof. Um, and so this has a whole bunch of different benefits, including improving some integration between some of our internal departments like finance and HR, which is really great, especially considering how many changes that we're making to a lot of those policies and programs right now. Um, it also provides the organizational structure to bring in that deputy that I just mentioned who can cover some of those um, functions, but can also work underneath somebody and supervise and support the existing front office staff. 
And so that is in part to avoid adding another direct report to the town manager, which would bring that number to something like 12 or 13 or 14, depending on exactly who you count, which is way too many. Um, and span of control, in most organizations, you're talking something like four to seven direct reports. Um, and so we are looking in the more medium term at reorganizing some of those things a little bit as we go through our retention and recruitment study and talk about all this kind of stuff, you know, very openly with all of our staff and different department heads um, and make sure that all of our departments are really set up for our needs going forward and that we're not just sort of inheriting the structure from before. Um, and so we're doing a lot of that reviewing and thinking right now. Um, and, um, and reclassified our finance director as the administrative services director. Uh, for that. So, and you're likely to see a lot more of that in the coming months um, and couple years as we finish that uh, R&R that study is what we're calling it um, and get towards a place where our organizational chart of the town really matches what our needs are uh, going forward. We also did a handful of other business in our select board meetings. Um, and so we uh, updated, updated our building code to align with some of the state's updates. We also updated a clause in my contract um, that uh, previously, when I started here, it um, was set up to forego a cost of living increase uh, in, and in place of that to have a merit-based increase. And so I've received merit-based increases in, in both the other towns I've worked in, um, but we actually don't have a merit-based program in place. We have a STEP program that originally at one point was a merit-based program, but it no longer, it, it hasn't been practiced that way in 10 or 15 years. Um, we don't have kind of performance reviews uh, set up organization-wide or between or among department heads. Um, and so what I suggested is that we basically reverse that and, um, and that I should just get the same cost of living increase that other staff get and not get merit-based increases until we set up a merit-based program which I don't think should start with the town manager, but should start with some of the staff who've been here for much longer than I have and maybe have maxed out on their steps. So they're not getting any increases anymore, um, but they are going above and beyond or just truly exceptional employees. So we have a lot of reconfiguring to do with how some of that works. And again, a lot of that is coming through our retention and recruitment study, um, but that was a change um, that was important to make. Um, again, as we don't have the merit-based program in place. Uh, we also issued an abatement for a water bill and approved some minutes and other business like that. Okay, so that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of stuff. Um, it was a busy month, and like I mentioned, a I think a record-breaking uh, long select board meeting. A lot of really good stuff that we talked about and went through, um, but uh, again, it was a pretty long, um, a pretty long process. So let me run through a couple of the updates that I had in my administrative report, and then that will be it for our update this month. So first is a human resources and staffing update. So this past month, we had one employee leave employment and six start. Um, that included two seasonal employees, one transfer to a permanent and three new hires. So I wanna congratulate and welcome Nolan, Lena and Natalie to Parks and Rec, Anthony to Parking, Trevor to Public Works, and Jeff to Police. So welcome to Hanover. Our retention and recruitment study, our R&R study. So we are, well now that I'm recording this at the beginning of July, we are now technically in month three of our retention and recruitment study. So the topic that we just finished in June, um, was uh, recruitment and advertising of positions. 
The first meeting was how do departments identify needs. And so in our meetings, which have again seen just truly exceptional participation and contributions from our staff, we discussed uh, issues ranging from what sort of things are a challenge and a benefit to working in Hanover or for Hanover, feedback about what people are looking for in an employer based on people's recent experiences doing hiring, what benefits beyond just a salary could help retain and recruit people, and ensuring that we have the right titles and responsibilities um, and sort of competing employers, which includes some in the private sector, so that as we go back out to MRI to collect market data for the positions that are in Hanover, that we're ensuring we're actually collecting the right data. We've also begun working with our new consultant from the Edward J. Collins Center for Public Management at UMass Boston, and they are assisting the town with several aspects of this study. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback from staff about engaging with them in this review. Um, and we have started to make a handful of small changes, which I will get to in a moment. And, um, and we've just had, again, amazing participation and really appreciative of our staff being involved, coming up with ideas, identifying needs, um, and just having a constructive discussion about how things have been going and where we need to go. Um, so we did make a handful of changes in the shorter term related to staffing and comp compensation. Um, and so beyond compensation changes, uh, there's a handful of things that are going into effect now that the fiscal year is beginning. So for example, currently we only offer unpaid family leave. We are now offering people the ability for a paid family leave program, which is offered, which is a new program offered through the state. We uh, enabled critical staffing shortage pay for any department, uh, union or non-union, where there is a chronic vacancy, um, such that other employees are required to pick up additional work while that vacancy exists. That's also self-funding um, because the vacancy in the that salaried and budgeted position. We created a referral bonus for employees who refer new employees. Um, we froze healthcare contributions at last year's uh, percentages so that staff who got small raises this year would not actually lose money, which we did the calculations and a, and a handful of them actually would have paid more um, because their contribution would have gotten knocked into a higher bracket. And so we obviously didn't want that to happen. That sort of goes against the goals there. We also created a merit-based grant pool um, for staff um, that for, for multi-department work that has an exceptional community impact, which is the first year we're trying that and a new program that um, this is a new program for me trying as well. And we've got plenty of ground to cover in the coming years, but also these are some really great steps. We also have talked about before here, and there is a separate podcast episode that's five or 10 minutes long, so I won't repeat everything here about summer hours. And so this is a pilot program that we're doing that is meant to give every employee who works for Hanover some time during a standard work week, say nine to five, where they are not scheduled for work, basically so that people don't have to burn time off to go do the kind of things that you can only do during the work week, like perhaps go to a bank or a doctor or make uh, you know appointments or phone calls or things like that. Um, and so that is something that some departments that have shift or irregular hours already have built in, but it's something many employees don't have built in. And so we're trying that this summer, and uh, I would check out that summer hours episode to hear a little bit more about that, where I also run through the hours for all the different departments. The one I'll read here, is for Town Hall, which is that Monday through Thursday, Town Hall will be open a half hour earlier, so 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And on Friday, 
Um, staff are here from 8 to through 1 o'clock. And the building will then be closed at 1 o'clock on Friday. That is for July and for August for Town Hall. So Town Hall will be closed every Friday from 1 p.m. onwards um, and open a half hour earlier. That's one of several different options that we considered to try these summer hours to give people a little bit, take a little bit of pressure off people's schedules. And it's something that we'll review after the summer to see how that worked and what we might want to do going forward. Also, some updates from downtown Hanover. We will have a lot more to update, and I may do a standalone update in um, in a couple weeks because there's so much happening here. We are creating new public spaces. I'm sure you've seen one of the benefits of all of this rain is that that small patch of grass that we planted outside of Town Hall where we removed the hedges um, is coming in quite nicely. Um, and in fact, we actually, it looks so nice without the hedges there that we are gonna do some plantings. We were we were planning on replanting smaller ewes, which is the type of hedges that were there. Um, and we're not going to do that. We're just gonna put some smaller plantings in and keep that space a little bit more open and airy um, and a little more available for public use. And we're gonna be getting some tables out there soon. Um, we have some really cool events that are gonna be happening. Um, we're still finalizing some of those details. We have some all sorts of interesting conversations um, related to marketing um, as well. And so I'm gonna hold off on most of those updates until we finish a few details. We're meeting with business owners shortly to do that. Um, and then I will come back and I'll do some sort of standalone update here, maybe with a few of them to talk about some of those updates and what we've been working on. Um, which starting since last year, where I started to put together a bunch of business owners and other stakeholders, we've just had amazing participation uh, from the UVBA, from Dartmouth College, town staff, growing number of business owners participating. These are now monthly meetings that business owners have taken the reins of, and we are just knocking out all sorts of low-hanging fruit, um, as well as setting up some really good plans for the future. So really excited about all that. Um, a quick budget and finance update. Um, so we've submitted everything to the DRA uh, coming on the heels of town meeting. And there's a few things that our finance department is focusing on, um, which is closing out two years of uh, audits with FY22 and FY23 and preparing for the FY24 audit. Um, and so we have a lot, uh, we have a lot happening there, a lot of cleanup um, that we are working on. Um, and uh, those updates, we've been working with the finance committee on that. We also have a lot of policy. This is another area where we just have a lot of policies that we need to put together. Um, so we're gonna be talking more about that in future meetings where we're gonna be creating more um, uh, sort of standard accepted financial controls um, within the organization, as well as more reporting to the select board and other stakeholders, budgeted versus actuals and things like that. So we're all keeping an eye on things as we go. Um, and Believe it or not, we're getting to the point where we're starting to think about next year's budget process because we plan to start considerably sooner. And uh, the hope is to have a few less bumps in the road than last year, which should be easy. However, I do not want to jinx us. Um, and of course, the beginning of that budget process is going to include some sort of um, uh, goal setting that will help guide the budget so that we're not just building a budget off of the budget from last year, but we're actually making sure our budget is funding the priorities and goals that we have. A couple other updates. Um, is that I've had a whole bunch of conversations with new leadership coming into Dartmouth College. Um, expect some uh, interviews on the podcast with some of those folks soon. Um, 
We're also going to be looking at doing a workshop for all of our boards and committees about RSA 91A, which is what governs public meetings and public records. It's another area that we want to tighten up a little bit. Just make sure everybody is working off the same information about what the requirements are and how to make sure we're following all of those um, laws. Another is that we are starting to push a little bit more on some of our mobile carriers like Verizon and AT&T. Um, we know that there is not great mobile coverage in Hanover, and that is something the town has worked on for years, but we haven't seen a tremendous amount of progress. Um, there's still areas of dead spots, and um, that has a real negative effect on the economics of our downtown, for safety, and just for general convenience. So hopefully we'll be working on that. We are starting to look at how some of our committees and boards are organized and making sure that, um, you know, we started a new process for taking volunteer applications, but we also need to do some bylaws rewriting and things of that nature as well. Um, there are some changes. If you use the landfill in Lebanon at all, there are some changes to how that process will work. Um, you should head to our website or to Lebanon's website um, to find more information about that. There's a new system that's going in place, I believe in August, um, that uh, believe will require everybody to re-sign up who uses that, but then should be a little smoother going forward. So if you do use the landfill in Leb, make sure to check that out. Um, I'm also starting to attend uh, at the end of this month, something called the High Performance Leadership Academy, and that is through the International City County Management Association. So if you recall, I spoke there at their conference in Burlington about public engagement and this very same podcast that you're listening to. Um, and, uh, and because of that, the ICMA offered Hanover a 50% discount for any staff who want to attend that leadership training. Um, and so that is a three-month program where I will be uh, working with, I believe, about 15 or 20 other uh, senior managers from towns across the country, part of a cohort of many hundreds of managers and others from across the country um, that work through a couple months of managing change and leadership development and um, all that kind of good stuff. And so that's something that is really important to me to do continuing education um, in this field. And I think it's something that it's important for everybody. Um, we want to make sure to provide these sorts of opportunities for all of our department heads and staff so that they can grow their skills and grow while they're in their positions here in Hanover. Also, a couple weeks ago was the New Hampshire Municipal Management Association's annual conference. That was in North Conway. Um, so that was really great. Got to spend a lot of time with other uh, New Hampshire managers. Um, and most of the discussion, of course, as is the case at most of the conferences that I've been going to since I've been here the last year, it's all about hiring and staffing and retention and recruitment. There's a lot of pain being felt in a lot of different uh, towns and a lot of concern about where things are going in the future. I've also restarted my monthly Zoom meeting for town managers in New Hampshire and Vermont, um, where we can t all share best practices and talk about these sorts of things that we're each working on related to staffing. Um, also, I got to ride up the cog rail at Mount Washington, which was a pretty cool part of New Hampshire history. So again, lots going on here this past month. Hopefully the summer will slow down a little bit. Um, I did link as many documents as I could below, but you can also usually find anything that I'm mentioning in these updates in the select board agenda folder on our website at HanoverNH.org and our Friday mailing, which is the packet that goes out to the community. Um, before the select board meeting, that's usually got all the backup documentation on there. And you can email Kerry Osgood or myself if you can't find something. If you do want to stay updated, you can also 
uh, sign up uh, for an account on our website and receive updates to specific topics. So if we post updates to specific topics, you can receive just those updates. There's a lot of different options that you can check off there. So thank you for engaging in all this information um, and listening and being part of the civic process in your community. Please reach out if you've got any questions or concerns, and I'm sure I'll see you all soon. And if I don't talk to you, enjoy the summer.